Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. We're back in the book of John. We're in the book of uh, John chapter 9. We're putting in in verse 24. <clears throat> Jesus had just healed this blind man. He put some mud on his eyes uh, and had the blind man go wash his eyes, and now he can see, and it has created a big uproar in the temple here, in this um, the synagogue where they are, it looks like they were worshiping. And uh, <clears throat> the Pharisees have a miracle on their hands, but they don't know what to do with it. They don't, of course, believe the miracle right in front of their faces. They're trying to get to the bottom of, you know, they know it was Jesus, but they're trying to get this blind man to identify him, and they're trying to ask this blind man what he knows. And the parents of the blind man, they come in and they confess that, you know, the man, yes, in fact, was born blind, and now he can see. So there's no disputing now the miracle. They have testimony that the blind man was born blind, but now he can see. This is not a hoax. This is a real miracle. And can you imagine the uproar that's going on in the synagogue at this point in time? Um, You've got an unheard of miracle a blind beggar that probably everybody walked past is now acting like a completely new changed person this guy now is walking around and interacting with people and talking and is able to <clears throat> not look hopeless and helpless but can look you in the eye and command your attention. And this probably blew people away. I mean, we don't see even today someone blind and now has complete sight restored. A complete miracle. And so rather than looking at the miracle... These guys are now still trying to discredit Jesus in some way or discredit the blind man in some way. They tried 
to discredit the parents, but the parents basically were afraid uh, to say anything more than, he's our son, he was blind, he can see, but he has to speak for himself. So let's jump in, verse 24. Now, for the second time, they called in the blind man, the man who had been blind, and said to him, Give glory to God. We know that this man is a sinner. Okay, so now they're trying to bypass the miracle. Don't worry about this man. Just give glory to God. And he answered them, Whether he's a sinner or not, I I don't know. One thing I do know, that though I was blind, now I see. So, the blind man, he's acting more like a, a thoughtful person than these Pharisees, you know, who are supposed to be the religious people. He says, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like I can call this man a sinner or not, you know. He's not willing to buy into the everybody's a sinner kind of a thing. He just I says, I don't know anything about it. I mean, this guy's heart was, he's a level-headed thinking person. And he's not swayed by the intimidation factor of the Pharisee, of their importance, or of, uh, you know, their leadership. The intimidation, I think, a lot of people feel when they're in the presence of leadership. He's not intimidated. He says, look, I don't know whether he's sinned or anything or not. He says, the only thing I can testify, the one thing, I can testify. One thing I do know, I was blind and now I see. McGee says that is the purest form of a testimony. And we don't need sometimes all this fluff of how God saves me and this and that. And the story is all about me, me, me. And then I got this and then I had this and then I did this and then I got saved. He's... The blind man doesn't even testify about all the many days of people walking over him and not giving him anything or maybe times when he was hungry or, you know, abused or made fun of. He he doesn't go into all that. He just says, I was blind, now I see. Boom. Simple testimony. Humility. And then they said to him, okay, so then there's no, there's no question that you can't refute this guy's testimony. He was blind, can't refute that. He can see, can't refute that. All right? It's a miracle. You cannot deny this miracle. You know, it's like he's like res- resorting to, look, this is all I can tell you. And then they said to him, what did he do to you? So they still can't believe the miracle. I mean, they look now they're like trying to dissect, trying to find a flaw in the miracle itself. What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? It's like you're asking a blind man to give testimony of how the miracle occurred. I mean, what a crazy um, position that they're trying to put themselves in. They're just making themselves look sillier and sillier. And he answered them, I've told you already, and you would not listen. And, you know, this blind man is even underlying their hard-headedness and hard-heartedness. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you 
also want to become his disciples. And it's almost like he's, you know, facetiously now kind of making fun of them. You know, why are you asking so many questions? You, you know, you want to be his disciples too? And they reviled him, saying, you are his disciples, but we are disciples of Moses. Now they're defending themselves. And this is really what it's been all about from the very beginning. Their own pride won't let them accept the fact that Jesus has just done a miracle in their presence. Jesus is superior to them. And they're saying, you know, we're disciples of Moses. And they're trying now to name drop Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, we do not know where he comes from. That's the only thing they can say. They don't know where he comes from, as if that accounts for something to discredit him. The man said, why, this is an amazing thing. Now look at this guy's logic. This guy's logic completely dissects the... the the shaky ground that these Pharisees are standing on. This guy is good. He said, this is an amazing thing. He goes, I can't believe this. You don't know where he comes from, and yet he opened my eyes. You know, you don't even know. And you're supposed to be leaders. This is amazing to me. We, and then he continues, we know that God does not listen to sinners. But if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, God listens to him. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. Now this guy, born blind, no education, a beggar his whole life, for the first time he can now see, and he just lays out the case that these Pharisees are supposed to be thinking about. You know? I mean, he's thinking more logically than they are. He's saying, look, this is amazing. You're, you can see, but you don't even know where he comes from. And yet you... <clears throat> You can't even think logically. Just look at what he did. You know? He's obviously coming from God. If he's doing God's will. And then they answered him, You were born in utter sin. And you, and would you teach us? So now they're belittling him. They're calling him a sinner because he was born blind. And he's saying, you know, they're saying, you would teach us. So these guys are just, they can't see a miracle. They can't accept it. And they, ha and they, they don't even think it through logically about anyone doing God's will in the name of what God wants them to do. And because they can't answer this miracle, now they put the man back down. And they cast him out. In other words, 
they cast him out of the synagogue or the, the temple. And that was expulsion from the synagogue, as my study Bible says. And my study Bible also says it suggests impulsive action rather than excommunication based on any formal procedure. They just got rid of him. They don't want him, they don't want him to come back. Can't come back to the, to the temple, the synagogue. Can't come back. We don't want you around. You're nothing but a sinner. What are these guys doing? What are they praying for? It's all about themselves. Jesus heard that they'd cast him out. I mean, he's probably still in their teaching or walking around. He heard he cast him out. And having found him, he said, so he, Jesus finds him. Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, and who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? You know, the guy's still willing to hear and keep moving in his faith. And Jesus said to him, you have seen him, and it is he who is speaking to you. He said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. And Jesus, Jesus said, For judgment I came into this world, that those who do not see may see, and those who see may become blind. And some of the Pharisees near him heard these things and said to him, Are we also blind? And Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would have no guilt. But now that you say we see, your guilt remains. So what he's saying here, first off, we see Jesus showing, or McGee talks about the steps of this man's conversion. And it's like for all of us, as Jesus leads this fella blind in sin, just like we're all blind in sin. And then we come to Christ. We come to Him, and then we see Christ as our eyes are opened. We see what Christ does in our lives. We see what He has done for us, who He is, and then we believe. We believe in Him, because we can see what He has done for us. Now, we don't have to see Him face to face. We just have to believe Him. Jesus healed this man through His faith. Just believe in Him. And Jesus put mud on His eyes and told Him to go wash Himself. The guy did. He believed in Him. And then after he, we believe, we worship. And that's what this fella did. He said, Lord, I believed, and he worshiped him. His testimony was, I was blind, now I see. And then he believed, and then he worshiped. That was so simple. That was so simple. And um, we can have people walking around today who see but are blind 
What does that mean when Jesus says, because you, because you say you see? Jesus said, I come into the world that those who see may become blind. In other words, people walking around saying they see, but they're really spiritually blind. They're physically, they can see, but spiritually they're blind. They're blind because they, they may have the, the Word of God right in front of them, but they don't see it. Just like these Pharisees, they had the Word of God, they studied the Word of God, they said a lot of prayers, but they were spiritually blind. And us today, we can have the Word of God, we can hear the Word of God, we can pray the Word of God, but if the Word of God does not allow us to believe and to trust in the Lord Jesus Christ standing right in front of us, perhaps working in our life already. If we don't believe, we can't worship Him. We can't be, we can't see spiritually. We can see physically, but we're blind spiritually. So we're going to stop here. We'll, um, uh, we'll turn the rest of the podcast over to Matali whenever she's able to record again. I don't think she's recording this week. So we'll be excited for her return. As always, for me to all of you, God bless you. Keep your heart centered on Christ on this great spiritual battlefield. And we'll see you here again next time. As always, we take a break for the weekend. And then we'll start back in John chapter 10 on Monday. One of the most famous uh, portions of John in, in the Bible itself. Jesus comparing himself to the Good Shepherd. We'll see you next time.